estamos vivos, ¿no? Man, I missed that little intro. It's been a while since I've heard it live. How's it going, Victor? Going good. Que bueno, que bueno. Well, welcome to uh, our first episode of the Undocu Hustle Show. After a long, long hiatus, we have been a little MIA trying to, for me, figure out how to stay afloat after um, the last time we went, we, we were doing our podcast was in 2020 in the midst and the middle of the whole global pandemic, restrictions, closures, todo eso. And that's what motivated us to get on board uh, and relaunch or launch uh, the Indocu Hustle show uh, in 2020. We were able to produce a total of, of 10 episodes. Um, but now, as um, I think specifically me, I feel like a little bit more stable. I have a little bit more time and I want to be able to kind of like I've been doing a lot of short form videos on TikTok and social media about entrepreneurship. Uh, but I want to extend that kind of like short form um, message that we have that I've been pushing for the past few years and extend a little bit of that. So that's why I'm so eager and excited to finally relaunch the Andaki Hustle Show with my co-host Victor Galvan, um, who I want to uh, kind of invite to the floor now and share a little bit about uh, what this podcast means to you and, and what you envision uh, these next few months as we embark on creating and producing the, the Andaki Hustle Show again. Absolutely. I think I just had such a great experience the last time around, especially given the pandemic, where people were really um, engaging to um, to start their own hustle, right? And it's something that I think we all learned during the pandemic that we're like, worth more than we're being paid. And like, so a lot of people rose to the occasion and said, you know what, I'm going to take this opportunity to become my own boss. And um, a lot of people actually launched their businesses we saw some of those folks struggle and also like succeed and and go through the grind of what it looks like to legitimize your business and start getting seeing some of those perks of becoming your own boss right making your own hours but also like um you know sometimes that grind is like working 80 hours a week so that i'm not working 40 hours a week right um and i know you know that grind so for me, you know, this podcast is going to be really about like reaching out and interviewing undocupreneurs and um, going through like the industries and back the different um, industries and backgrounds that we'll see um, um, in the diversity that is like uh, our undocu hustlers. So hopefully, we'll get some folks who will be sharing their stories of success, challenges, um, the lessons that they've learned. You know, you know, both me and. I, me and Alejandro are all about learning about your failures and digging in. Um, critical feedback is important, right? Not only from yourself, but from the people around you and making sure that you can learn from those processes and you're inspired and motivated by the failures so that you can succeed the next time around. For sure, for sure. You know, I think for me, <clears throat> the Undocu Hustle show and just the, the hustle alone um, is something that I've been kind of like pushing one because I'm going through that through that journey myself figuring out different steps on how to either scale my business how to um, you know be able to generate some profits hire, hire staff 
all the little nit and gritty of, of the hustle. Um, and in my process, I've realized that there are some barriers that exist for folks when it comes to accessing capital, or there are barriers for folks when it comes to understanding the legalities on how to navigate um, getting licenses and permits, um, not knowing some of these, some of these very sometimes can be basic knowledge that our community sometimes lacks, um, and, and 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 I'm a testament to that. I've been able to navigate through these processes, but as I'm going through these processes, I'm like, wait a minute, there's gotta be somebody else out there who who wants to also launch their own food truck or start their own barber shop or start their own um, marketing agency that has never has no kind of like. Um, person to look back into and ask them, how did you do this? Or how did you start this process? What was it that you had to go through to be able to open up, right? And so it, a lot of times, oftentimes in our community, we figure that stuff out because we're navigating through that process. Uh, but in my, in my own family story is, and, and a lot of people who are listening to us and including you, Victor, um, we have seen that there have been limitations on how much our hustles can grow if we don't have some of these things. And a lot of times we don't have any of them, capital, resources, the list goes on and on, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, you're touching on a really important point that like sometimes the challenges um, aren't even getting the work done, right? It's like the office work is keeping you from doing the real work in your business. And, and, and th there's also the flip side of that coin where you're like, you're so um, um, petrified by not getting it right, the legal piece, that you never start doing the work out of fear that... Uncle Tom is going to come looking for you. IRS is going to come looking for you if you don't pay every single tax dollar or don't have every legal every legal, legal line right filled out before you jump into your entrepreneurial um, venture. And and both can be detrimental. One, to growth, right? Like the, the stuff that you have to do in the back office gets in the way of you scaling and finding the capital that you need or grant opportunities that you might need to actually scale up your business and make it successful where you can make it a side, make a side hustle into your main hustle. And then of course the opposite of that where you never even started because you're so fearful of messing up the paperwork. Dude, the, the, the thing about never even getting started is something that is just so real and so true. Just to give you a quick story, just today, Victor, today, I was literally dropping off my catering order. <clears throat> Give you a quick little fun story. I'm dropping off my catering order today. I go to the break room where I'm dropping off the food to set it up, itodo. And I walk in, and the first thing I see is my homie's vending machine. Dude, it, I looked at, I was like, "Whoa! I know that vending machine. That's my homie, who's my barber, uh, who started a vending machine hustle." by watching what I've been what I've how I've been doing it and I'm like so welcomed and so happy to see that when people ask me how did you go about getting this or what were the licenses that you needed or or what were the steps that you took so that was like you know that happened at 11:30 a.m. I'm leaving the um the catering order 
and I'm right there uh, driving on on Federal, and then I run into an, uh, my East food truck, who by the way was on me was part of Mi Casa Resource Center. Uh, mm. They helped her develop a menu, uh, understand licensing, understand uh, marketing. I came in and gave a class on social media. Uh, so I came by and I was like, I le bajé el vidrio and I was like, hey, are you guys open? And she looked at me, she's like, oh my God, Alejandro, how's it going? So me bajé, ayudarle, and I was like, how are things going? The first thing that she said, she goes, well, you know, this is the slow season for food trucks. And, and I know that because I own a food truck myself. So I know that during the winter months, está cabrón, right? Like people don't want to stand outside of a food truck um, to get their food, right? And that's one of the things that we have here in Colorado that it gets, we, you know, we get, we get cold in the winter and therefore sales reduce. So I was like, girl, how come you haven't done caterings? How come you haven't done that yet? And then she goes, well, you know what? I've been wanting to do it, but I don't want to compromise the quality of my food because she has some bomb-ass gorditas. They're really, really good. And, and, and right there when she says that I don't want to compromise the quality of my food, I was like, girl, I totally get you and I totally get where you're coming from. And I respect that. And I'm like, then don't. Create a whole different menu that is specifically geared towards caterings. That, that your menu won't com that it won't compromise those things and so to the point that I'm trying to get to here is that sometimes we're too you know it's I'm not sure already she's come a long ways to get that food truck right and it's not a food truck chingona it's one of those big ones it's like a fifty thousand dollar food truck it's not a cheap one <clears throat> and so for me yeah so for me I'm like Right now, and, and she understands that. I was like, look, this is why caterings are so important because I just dropped off a catering for 45 people that took me three hours to produce, 30 minutes to drop off. She's going to be in that location for five, six, seven hours to get the same amount of clients that I just did in two and a half hours, right? And so her not, like there's people who just, because they don't know the next steps or they don't know how to get to the next place where you can scale up, oftentimes you hay testancas, testancas. That's right. And I think I, um, for those of you that are listening and don't know what Misa Casa Resource Center, I just want to shout out this incredible local organization here in Denver, Colorado, who has been like at the, the crux of a lot of business ventures from undocu hustlers and and Latinos who are just like looking for that 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 inspiration to like take themselves seriously and really step up their game of like from selling out of their kitchen or their garage or or their car or like out of their their cooler to like really making their their product and their service um, the the top tier level that that it deserves to be. And so Mikasa Resource Center provides the training and the infrastructure and the guidance that you need to really launch and, and, and take flight in your business. So I just want to shout out Mikasa Resource Center that has been a hub for, for a lot of entrepreneurs here in, in Denver and have really strived to make sure that they're a resource and available. To my point, I, I, I think it's so incredibly um, important to... to to look at those moments where you're asking or you're telling yourself, right, that story and that voice in your head and just telling you, like, 
well, maybe you shouldn't, or uh, maybe you were not ready, or uh, all those little voices in your head that keep you from taking a step forward, and like you lock them in the back, in the in the back, and say like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go ahead and stumble even if I need to, to 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 um, move forward, right? And I think you and I have like expanded on this so much that like failing forward is the important step because it's that first step forward that will really get into a place where you start learning the the wrong ways, right? Of how to do business. And then you start refining the, the your craft on how to do it right. It's like, okay, I, I tried setting up my, my, my business through this application, uh, Spotify or, or, or Shopify and um, people aren't coming. So it's like, all right, what, what can I do to get that in? And then you start asking those questions that really start refining your craft, right? It's like, all right, like now I have to learn about SEO and, and Google advertising and I need to get professional pictures done and put it up on my website. I need to hire somebody on Fiverr to make those graphics or make my website flow a little bit better. It's like the credit card thing isn't working because it's not connecting. And then you start asking the questions that you should have been asking from the get-go, right? But you never get there if you don't try. It's like, and what are you what are you gonna lose? Time and money? It's like not doing it is losing you time and money, como estás diciendo. It's like this woman could be making money right there catering, but she never took the step forward to fail at it. And so she's not asking herself the right questions, right? She's stuck on quality when it's like, girl, you're not even making your your quota for the day because you're waiting to like do it the right way. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think we're going to dedicate this first episode to kind of like getting people off the ground. Like la mera mera neta. When I tell folks, I, I get a lot of a lot of inquiries and questions of like, Alejandro, I want to launch my blah, blah, blah. I want to start my restaurant. I want to start my food truck. I want to start my service, right? And my response to everyone is, why haven't you done it yet, right? That's my first question. And the answers vary, right? Time, money, knowledge, right? I, the list goes on and on. And so my number one response when they say that, then I say, well, if it's time, then reduce the num like how you want to launch, how you want to start. Just start by get your first customer, get your first 10 customers, whether that be for a service or whether that be for a product, right? And then start growing from there. Okay, I got 10. What's going to be, how do I get 20? How do I go to 40? How do I go to 50 a day? How do I go to 200 a month, right? Poco a poquito se puede crecer. Uh, and, but in order to and that's, you could do that in a very ground level tomorrow, right? But in order to get, it's going to come a point. There's going to come a point where you need, you want to get to 50 or 100, whatever that number is. But you're limited by the legalities of actually having a business. And that's where I feel a lot of people get stuck, right? First is having the courage to just take the first leap. Once you pass that, boom, that, that, that's a big barrier. That's a big barrier that you've already eliminated. The second thing is that you're like, okay, now I'm going to need an actual kitchen. I can't be doing this out of my house anymore, 
right? Or I can't, um, I, I need to be able to, I don't have the capacity here. I need to start hiring people, right? I need to start doing all these things and all of that becomes legality. And so the first episode here, I want to dedicate it to kind of like encouraging people or finding ways on how to legitimize the hustle. And you mentioned um, right now, Victor, Mikasa Resource Center. And we're specifically here in Denver, Colorado. That, and I, I'm t- one of the reasons why I actually stayed here to move into Denver and in Colorado is because there's so much community here, to be honest. We, we talked about Mikasa Resource Center. There's Adelante Negociante. Uh, there's um, community wealth building. There is Rocky Mountain Finance. There is... Um, Right, I, I can go on. I don't. I don't have them on the um, my, my mind right now. But my point is that they exist. These organizations that not only can help you, kind of like give you the first steps on where to look. Maybe you don't even know where to look. But if you can find an organization or a resource that has compiled these for you already, I would say that would be the first step to look. Um, one more that I want to shout out who's actually sponsoring one of these episodes is the Undocu Hub. It is a hub, it's a website where you can log in there and if you have legal questions or you might not know where to, uh, or you might be having questions about um, business or government uh, support, if you are undocumented, there is a, a website called the Undocu Hub website here in, De- in Colorado that can kind of guide you through that. But I would highly encourage people, if you have are thinking of getting started, to go through some of these programs. These programs exist out there that can help you develop a menu, that can give you kind of like the basic things on like how to get a website, how to book people, how to charge folks, how to take payments. Some of these things that might seem very simple can be scary for some other people who have never gone through that route. I honestly want to sponsor like a launch day where we're encouraging people to just like, just test it out, you know, like, ponte, ponte la esquina a vender, like you, you get your tamales and just start chucking them, like you start selling them. I've been seeing so many, so many TikToks of these guys that go up to taco stands and they have literally free taco signs porque like they're, 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 no tienen nada de gente and they end up making like a thousand dollars in an hour. You know, mm-hmm. we'll pay for the tacos, you know, but they give them so much publicity. And I'm like, what's a thousand dollars, right, of marketing to just like literally put, get out on the corner and be like, free tacos, right? Like, what's a thousand dollars worth of merchandise and staff time to an individual to the amount of customers that want to introduce to your product and your service and your staff, right, all in an hour? Like that blitz of time probably gets them more marketing than ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars can do for them, right? Um, and like I'm like, man, that is an incredible kind of like marketing that like these guys just went out and de- did, and it's like out of the blue they they went and offered it to somebody, and it's like now they're getting this huge stream of customers that are new to their business and and are now bringing people in because like they're like hey chava you got to try these tacos we we got some free tacos on the corner and and um but you got to try them they were so good it was like they definitely weren't free for no reason but like but 
este, you gotta, you, you gotta come by, and, and the word of mouth starts spreading, no? Um, and it costs Oye, about one hour, the food. Y todo that is, eso. I love that, Victor, but that's honestly like winning the lottery. Para que te, eso te pase, like for, for that to happen, I, I wish it, I wish it happens more often. Uh, but then also talking about marketing and spending dollars. Aquí estaba la mera neta, Victor, la mera neta. That, and, and I say this because it's been hard for me to see our return on investment, right? So for me, when I think about, when I go buy products for my, for my food truck or the cafe or a catering, in my mind, I'm going in and I'm saying, okay, I'm spending 500 bucks that I spend on carnes and leche or whatever and all that stuff. And so I'm, I am hoping that these 500 turn into a thousand. That's how I see it. So when you're talking about marketing and you're telling me, put a thousand dollars into a marketing campaign, ta cabron, Victor, ta cabron. Because I'm like, when am I gonna see those a thousand dollars right back? To be, la mera neta. Like, how am I going to, when am I going to see those $2,000 back? But here's one of the things that I've been able to kind of like change my mindset a little bit. I'm still paying those $1,000, but I'm just not seeing it off, up front. And the way that I'm doing it when it comes to food, and this probably can be applied to other, to other um, hustles out there, but I'm specifically talking about food, is these third-party services, whether that be... DoorDash and Uber Eats, whether that be Easy Cater, Fuda, these, these services that will hire, they, they have their own kind of like forward-facing, customer-facing platforms out there. I sign up under their platform, right, and people find me, but they take 20, 15, 25% off of the top, right? I am looking at that that service fee as my marketing that I would have spent on marketing. And the reason why I think that that's a good way to start is because you're not putting anything up front, right? They're, they're, I'm, I'm telling you, today I just declined a catering order. I'm like, damn, I already have three scheduled next week. I can't take another one. I just can't. I don't have the capacity to do it. So guess what I'm gonna go? I'm gonna go to that app and I'm gonna put my minimum, right now I have 25 person minimum catering orders. So if you're, if you're a party of 10, you can't book me. I'm gonna go and up that to 50 now because these 25 orders are coming in back to back and I'm like, I, I just can't do that many back to back. But, but again, my point here is that I am looking at that 20% that they're charging me as my investment that I am getting to acquire that customer. And then guess what I do when I go deliver that order? Thank you so much. I, I, always, I already have my little script. I already have my little um, spiel when I go and walk in to deliver one of these catering orders. Let, I'm let's, like, let's hear, oh. let's hear it. Thank you, Alejandro. Oh, wow. Uh, what do you guys do here? What's, what's this office? Oh, we're a, 
whatever kind of the thing they tell me. Oh, we do we teach classes here at night, or we are an oil company, or we are a law firm, blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. You guys have a really nice, nice location. Well, thank you so much for booking us. I know you know I'm a small business owner. I'm trying to get back on my feet, and I'm trying to rehire all the team that I lost due to the pandemic. So you're you hiring me is getting me closer to that step. Um, and I also want to give you more information if, you know, to book us again, but you can book us directly um, from us. Here's my personal phone number. You can text me if you, when you have a catering request, and I will make sure to reply back and get you booked for your next catering order. I also want to let you know that we have uh, and other concepts. So we're, we're just not, we are not just tacos. We also have a poke concept. So if you ever get tired of tacos, which probably people don't get tired of, you can always book us for poke, Hawaiian bowls, and you know, and now those 20% that those people that Easy Cater took from me, I am hopeful that through my story, through me sharing to them that we're a small business, um, will get them to hire me again. And and it's work and it's working for me. That's amazing. And I, I definitely think that, that like, here, here's the thing. You, you just talked about, like, the, the mistake and the question that you had to ask, right, um, that you were making. It's like, 25 is not a big enough order. So the question you should have asked is, like, what's the minimum I, I should have in order to make sure that this venture is, one, worth my time, and, two, like, meeting the expectation of my, of my income and my resources. So, like... Now you're like, all right, 50 is the bottom, the, the, the bottom catering order. And, and you had to start somewhere to get there, right? Maybe you were taking on 10, 10 person catering orders, which definitely wasn't worth your time and you're upping it. So it's like, you have to try your hand at, at what you're, what you're going to do in order to get the questions that you need to get you where you're supposed to be. Um, yeah. and it's not like. All right, I have to have everything perfect so that I'm able to do a thousand person order. It's like a thousand person order you you and I know is not very likely. They'll come around once in a blue moon, but you shouldn't bet I got one once. on that, right? It's like <laughs> So like battle is like that's once in like a very long time. Like if you're waiting around for a thousand person order, te vas a morir de hambre antes de que llegue ese that order, no? So it's like Expect to 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 um, to put your product out there and then start getting the conocimiento that that readiness that you need to get to those levels, and and also set a baseline so that it's bringing in casual regular business that that feeds you in the meantime while you're looking for that big that big um, order or that big like um, client. And you know what the, I think one of the most important things here when you're mentioning about the, the you had to start somewhere. Right? You had to start with, you know, five people, your first order, then they went to 10 and then went to 20. Well, I'm going to tell you, like, to get to like 40, 50, 60 and consistent business, you have to legitimize the hustle, right? I had to be able to, in order to, to apply and even be in these platforms like Easy Cater and Fuda and Cater to Me, uh, 
the booking agencies, basically, let's call it a booking agency, to be in there, they have to do their due diligence and they have to first make sure that you uh, are covered, that you have insurance. So commercial insurance is important, right? That you have a business license, that you have health inspections, that you have all these proper documents to be able to get you in these places and be able to get to the next level. So if you're just starting off right now, right? Let's say you're selling to your tias, your tios, your neighbors, uh, you're making uh, a, a fiesta and you're the one who's catering it and you're, you're just starting, perfect, right? Do a couple of those, do three, four, five, however many you need to, to be able to get comfortable with, with uh, the hustle. But one of the first things that you should be doing from day one is looking into how, where, where, where is City Hall? What, what office do I need to go into to get the, the vendor's license, to be able to get uh, a puesto? Um, where do I go? How often do I have to submit my payroll or my, my taxes? What accounting software am I going to utilize? All of these little things that you're going to have to get into to be able to scale because look Victor I feel like right now I'm so uh, just kind of like going to a, a nice little different topic I want to share uh, right now my my younger brother his birthday was uh, a couple of days ago uh, he's 30 years old and he is about to he just graduated from community college uh, he's got his liberal arts degree and is now going to be uh, to the uh, University of, of Cal State Fullerton uh, in California and I'm so proud of him I am I'm so proud of what he's doing and he's gonna get his post-secondary education something that I don't have right I don't have a post-secondary education I'm like damn man what am I I should I should probably get my degree too my little brother's gonna leave me in the dust right but then I was like you know what actually this is my first year out of my first year out of business school this is my first year out of business school for the past four years, I feel like I've been in business school, right? I launched my food truck in 2019, you know, so from 2019 to now, it's been four years. So I want to consider that time as like my school time. It really took me four years to, to have all of these little things that I have, kind of like building blocks, to be in a position where I, I am today. And that is to be able to not only have these little hustles that I have, catering, the food truck, the vending machine, that has been my little like conglomerate. Um, but I want to get to a point where I'm not doing that work anymore. I don't want to be the person cooking, shopping, ordering, despachar, washing dishes, todo, like, right? Because that just takes, that's the reason why I feel I haven't been really expanded and grow to the potential that I want to be in. But I needed to, I, Victor, I needed to go through what I just did these past four years to be able to be in a position now where I just submitted a bid to take on a government contract uh, with the city and county of Denver, right? I'm in the final stages. I'm like, just, I, I have a feeling right here inside of me, okay, I'm gonna get the contract. And if I do get that contract, we're talking about minimum 600 servings a week, minimum, mm -hmm. right? 
And, and I signed up for the bare minimum. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for it. I have everything. I have equipment. I have licenses. I have a proven track record. I feel confident. I have all of these things that I've been able to build up, right? Now, I submitted my bid for, for the bare minimum. Um, I told them, I can give you guys 600 meals a week, no problem. You got to just spread it out for me by every four days. You know, 300 on Tuesdays, 300 on Fridays. I could totally do it like that, and that's how I submitted my bid. Now, if I get this bid, perfect. Good for me. I'm, I know I can take it on. However, I am at a point now, Victor, where I need funding. I need to be able to have the cash, not only the cash flow, but the, the reserves, the money in the bank. Because for the past four years, I've been operating on a day-by-day -day basis, right? Si me salen buenas ventas, pues tengo buena feria, right? Pero ya tengo todo. La food truck ya está pagada. My equipment que tengo ya está pagado, right? Everything is in line. Now, I need to be able to have the funding to be able to hire a team of four people. That whenever I have an order, I already have a team that's going to take care of that, right? So now, I'm in a stage where... I, am, I just graduated business school. Now I'm ready to go and seek this funding. I'm ready to go apply. And that's another beautiful thing right now about 2023 and people who, who, who often have been this, who have been marginalized from access to capital, who haven't had the opportunities because you don't have a generational wealth or you don't have um, credit history, um, you lack documents. There's various things that have prevented us for many years to be able to access capital. But right now, there are so many lenders out there who, I don't want to say so many, but I have, there, there are more than there was before who are willing to give um, uh, uh, funding for, for businesses who are just starting, who have a short uh, proven track record, who have uh, uh, like a purchase order in hand, who has, who has some sort of uh, equity, or like there's just those opportunities. And I'm in that place where I'm going to start finding and seeking that money. So if you're out there and you have money, let me know. <laughs> one thing I, so two things that I want to say is like, one, um, it's incredible how, how inspiring it is to like, to just get that taste of like your first job, your first service, your first client and, and just become more hungry for it. Right. Almost ravenous. It's like, man, that was easy. I can do it again. And then you start doing it again and you do it twice. You do it three times. You do it five times. You hit a hundred, you hit a thousand. It's like that, that, that first step is so important in feeding that hunger of like that appetite of like, can I do this? Can I get it done? One story that I want to share is the, and, and I hope I've got his blessing to share it, but it's the Luis Altamirano from, from uh, Juntos, Juntos to College. Um, so for those of you that don't know, we have a, 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 a nonprofit here in Colorado que se llama Juntos to College, which focuses on resources for undocumented students that want to go to college. Um, super inspirational. Um, I met this guy when he was in college and he's, he, he became a teacher and now started this nonprofit. And when he, when, when he first reached out to me, he had heard the podcast and and said like um i need some advice you know i want to talk to you about this project that i've got going juntos to college 
I think you'd be perfect, you know, with my background in immigrant rights and the pol politics that, that I've been involved with, you know, even tuition equity, um, the DREAM Act, DACA, all of those things. He reached out to me for advice, especially after we had started this podcast and said, hey, you know, do you know anybody that would that would help me raise $20,000? And I just asked myself, I'm like, $20,000? I'm like, you can raise that money, bro. You can raise that money yourself. You can do that in a month, two months. And I'm like, it's fundraising season right now. He called me in November and I was like, right now is the time to be doing that. I was like, I was like, think about what $20,000 is, right? Half of that is $10,000. Half of that is $5,000. You start breaking it down. 20, 20 of that is a thousand. And then bite-sized pieces of that is like, all right, 200 donations of a hundred dollars is $20,000. 500 donations of you know and it's like all right all right that's doable when you hear that it's like 250 donations of like of like between 10 and 20 dollars like i can do that so i was like bro you've got the power to do this like just put the just put the the goals in front and start doing it you know maybe you might get that one five thousand dollar donor but focus on those teeny you know 20 50 donations in fact i'll help you with your first one and like and he's like but what about this and that is like look nobody's gonna hit you up for the legality of you raising money start raising the money and let it become a problem and then once that problem arises then figure out how to solve it but do it start doing it now share your venmo and tell people create a little a little flyer about your because he had all the ideas he was just like He's like, but I need these $20,000 to start the software. I'm like, then raise the money. He started doing that. And now, right, three years later, dude's got an office. He's got like five staff. He's getting order of a million dollar grants. And I'm like, $20,000 is like chump change now, you know? And I'm like, man, man I... if, 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 if he would have let that stop him, you know? Where would he be today? He'd probably still be fiddling in his thumbs waiting for a $20,000 donation. Probably, man. Te, lo, te digo una cosa, though, is that I feel like because it's our, like you've mentioned this a lot of times, it's our first time. Like, we're like, okay, sometimes we, ¿cómo se le dice esta cosa? Imposter syndrome. You're like, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get it. Or it's like, there's no way I can do it. Uh, y todo eso siempre it, 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 it has to run through our heads like it it's that little that little um safety mechanism that our that that our minds have to be able to kind of like not take on risk because risk is scary like the, plain and simple risk is scary and starting a business is also scary it's a risk it's something that you're you're gonna be doing out there and um, I think that to to your point Victor I think that a lot of times um, just once you just go for it and you start doing it, you realize that it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that that risky. That you just have to do it. Um, so yeah, that's why también yo también I'm like okay, what? Why haven't I taken on money? And there's been various reasons why I haven't seeked funding, uh, why I haven't done it. Uh, but more and more, I'm starting to talk myself out of that mentality. And one of the biggest things I would say is like, I because I want to do it alone, right? I want to do it solo. And I'm like, que pendejo. I'm like, why? Like, like, no, like, if I can just get some funding, some, some, some capital, um, I, I'm pretty sure I can scale this much quicker. 
Um, but I'm still very happy the path I took, the slow path, uh, being a little patient. Because there's been many times that I want, I've been wanting to get out of the game. I'm like, let me start looking for jobs because fuck this. I'm tired of, <laughs> of this. ¿Cuántas veces no he dicho like, eso? The, the, you fall down the stairs and you're like, I wish I would have had some health insurance for that fall. <laughs> no, it's la verdad. It's la verdad. Like, definitely, like, um, veering away from the side of the pool and being in the deep side, that's as, as mucho peso. It's scary. But, like, once you start flailing, it's like, oh, okay, I, I can swim, you know? But you have to make your attempts at it. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, right, is that like beyond like just going for it and and all of that stuff is like you know i want to dig more into like no one no one's gonna go after you you know like not to say it won't happen but i'm saying like at the very beginning at the very least you know especially and and i think you've talked to me about this like your social circles like your your first test for clients for 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 sales for business is your friends and family And it, si no cae con ellos, don't do it, honestly, right? Like, si no cae con ellos, like, do not do it. But that should be your first test is like, all right, I'm going to make some tacos and be, do a taquiza, see if it sales with my friends and family. Voy a, hacer, voy a poner mi puesto and it's like, I'm going to invite my friends and family. If they invite their friends and family, we'll see if, if it becomes a, 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 a thing. But if you can't uh, minimally convince them that you have a good business concept, You should, you should step back and go to the writing board. Pero, like, in that circle, no one's going to be like, hey, vato, your taco me dio, me dio este chorro and I'm taking you to the health department. No, 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 no. Like, they're not going to do that. So, like, that's, that's, your, that's your litmus test. It's like, all right, let's try it here, see if it goes, and then you can inspire yourself to start scaling. So that is like, all right, now my neighbors, now their friends, now... I'm just going to open it up to the public because you know and I know that that social capital gets spent real quick. It's like they'll help you with your maybe your first thousand. And then after that, you really need to invest those thousand dollars in legitimizing and making sure that you're building the plan to get more new customers. Um, and so like, but you have to do that first test and try it out. And maybe, you know, then you learn, right? Again, back to the questions, the correct questions. Did the, did the tortillas I used, uh, were they right? Maybe the plates, they were paper and not foam and they like sagged and like people, people's tacos fell on the ground or the salsa, like I need to make sure they're in an ice container because they got hot. Y para, for the end of the day, they got bad. You know, things that you just learn, cosas pequeñas que, que aprendes from doing it. It's like, oh, when I bought from this carnicero, I asked them for this piece, y me dio demasiada ga grasa and most of it was grasa so like you end up learning oh. so much from very first attempts no you know you know what's another good way to test the market or to test things to po posting them on tiktok oh my gosh wait i there's so many people out there commenting trying to tell me what kind of cut to use what kind of marinade to do, how much to charge for my products, why I'm, why my business is slow. Wh oh my gosh, te digo que todo hay ahí. And then I go into their page, I'm like, ay, a lo mejor esta persona is giving me good feedback because they must have their own, you know, 
multi-restaurant hustle or they must have you know a fleet of food trucks let me go check out like you know i because that feedback would be important to me and i go into their page he no cannot they're not you know it's puro 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 platica um but i think you're you're absolutely right victor um, learning little by little, starting building the hustle. And then another big thing that I often repeat um, is that we have to redefine what success looks like for us. And that's because, right, when we start comparing ourselves um, to another restaurant or to another business or why you're not at this level yet or why you've been on the game for four years and you still only have a food truck or why you've been in the game for whatever amount of time and you you haven't grown all of that stuff needs to be eliminated and not really be a talking point because that's only limiting you as to where you could potentially be Right. So for, you know, and I can I can be a testament to those points every single little uh, in every single part of my journey and my hustle. I never owned a food truck before. You, I, I, a lot of thoughts went through my mind. If what about if I fuck this up? What about if this goes wrong? What about if or what about? Right. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just get my first 50 customers. Let me let me start there. And if I get this amount of customers a month, I'm happy. I'm content. And most importantly, at the end of the day, is you being happy with what you're doing. Being able to be happy to go to work. Being able to be happy to open up. Being, just being happy with, with, with life, right? For me, from 2019 to 2021, I worked my ass off. Like, estaba trabajando todos los días. Cinco, siete días a la semana. Food truck, caterings, todo, 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 huh? Um, and when I opened up my cafe, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pause everything. I'm going to pause every single thing I'm doing, and I'm just going to do this one thing. And I've been, you know, working the least I have worked in the past since I've launched my food truck in 2019. Right now, this time, or 2022 was the, the least I worked. However, though... I was happy because I redefined what success was for me. I'm like, this is success for me. I am happy where I'm at. I'm going to get to the level again of growing and working actively to grow my business. And that's where I'm at right now. 2023 for me is the year of, okay, I'm going to say chingarle duro otra vez, right? To, to get to the next level. And for me, the next level and what it looks like for me, here's what my next level is, is hiring staff, getting back to a place where I am managing my business and not working the business you're mentioning so many things that are like sparking some ideas in me and like the i think one of the the big ones is like i would also say like in defining that success is also like you cannot compare like and you mentioned it already you cannot compare yourself to other people because regardless of of even how similar your businesses are, you're not the same people, you don't have the same access, you don't have the same infrastructure, you're not located in the same place. So many things can be different that makes you a different type of success than the other person, right? One of my favorite um, stories to tell is um, one of my friends, Melissa, her, her, her mom um, is this, um, is this uh, owns a salon. So she clips hair, do, does people's hair and stuff. 
And so I went to go get a haircut from from her just to just to meet her and also just to get a haircut, you know. I was I knew them. And um, so I sit down, we start talking. I'm like, love your daughter, she's amazing. Esto que otro. And I'm like, can I ask you a question? Because I saw that her business was literally next door to another hair salon. And she says, she says, oh, I don't worry about them. I'm like, but how? Like, isn't it possible that somebody will walk by and see their salon before yours? And they're like, their business has nothing to do with my business. And they said, they, they told me this, like, think about China, right? You have those food markets where it's like literally noodle shop after noodle shop after noodle shop. And like, and it's like, doesn't matter what, the noodle shop that you go to has its own clientele because that is the people that the, have learned that that's the noodles that they want. That's where they want it. Their customer service is very specific. The ambiance is like, so it doesn't matter that there's another noodle shop across the street or next door because like I have my clients, they have their clients and our business has nothing to do with each other. Like there's no competition here because like I have catered to my own people and those are the clients that are gonna come in. Now, if somebody's passing by and they happen to see that business before mine, maybe that's the choice they make, but it has nothing, like one has nothing to do with the other. And it's like, man, that is an incredibly great way to look at business because you have to think that way when you're like in in competition like you're not in competition with other businesses you're in competition with yourself and i think you get at a great point is like define success for yourself because this week it could be like don't lose money this week <laughs> you know what i mean like don't lose money this week or don't spend over 500 dollars this week right it's like because because building up costs money right getting getting to 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 the 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 black is not easy, right? It's like a lot of businesses go many years without making a profit for a very long time. I know for you, like there's a lot of years where you were like making minimum and maybe your employees were actually making more than you, right? Because they weren't taking on the risk, but you're building systems and a business and equity and something of value that's far bigger than a salary. And I think that's so important. It's like, oh, if I'm not taking home $80,000 a year, I'm not successful. It's like, well, that's one version of success. But another version of success is that you've employed five people, that you're providing good service, that, you know, you got your taxes paid this month, right? Like on time. It's like you're getting those, those very good victories that are like teaching you how to run your business, getting you to that next level of success. And then... Four years in the future, you'll be like Alejandro, where you have a cafe and a catering business and six employees, and you're able to hang Todo endeudado. I'm going to look at the, the, the 100,000 foot level and see how I can puppeteer this instead of being the one making the tacos, pressing the coffee, and delivering the orders. For sure, for sure. And I think this leads to what our next show is going to be, which is... No, now that you kind of like figured out how to legitimize your hustle, right? How do how did you you, you now know, know that you have to get your commercial insurance, that you have to have your business license, that you have to have maybe a professional license, whatever that might be, you're already in that mindset. You're you're focused, you're looking at to that. Let's say you get that. The next episode, Victor, I think I want to talk about like how can you create brand? How can you create because I think that brand is very associated with customers. Like, what is your brand? How are you getting your message 
to customers, right? So for me, just to give you all a quick little uh, sneak peek of what our next episode is going to be, is to how have I defined my my branding, my story, um, our narrative as a business, our um, to acquire customers, to find customers, whether that be corporate clients, whether that be uh, catering clients, uh, all of those things, it's going to be important to do. And I, I would say one of the things that has allowed me to kind of like be ready for the next step is, is having that branding, people knowing where, where I'm at, uh, understanding, uh, seeing, being able to be on all platforms in social, be in every single, like have a website, have, be present digitally. All of these things are important to get customers and that's what I want to talk about next week uh, when we meet again. But before we wrap up, Victor, I want to make um, kind of like a, a wrapping up, a, a wrapping up um, is the tradition, which is going to be to share one resource that you have for folks who are listening to us that they could uh, take adv- um, advantage of. Um, and I'll go first because we didn't really discuss this discuss this before. So I want to give you some time to think about a good resource. Make it a good one, a juicy one, a juicy one. Um, for me, I want to I wanna share uh, the UndocuHub uh, for people in Colorado. Uh, and if you live in Colorado, and even if you don't on uh, Colorado, I invite you to check out the UndocuHub website. They are under undocuhub.us. And I love this resource because this resource is created for specifically undocumented immigrants. Um, For those who are maybe wanting to help your parents on finding uh, healthcare information or finding food access information or financial information or educational information. Maybe you're looking for a job and employment. There are so many um, opportunities out there regardless of your immigration status and a lot of times we don't take on these opportunities because we think that they're not available for us because we lack a nine-digit number or we lack the information on where to find it I I, I wish there was uh, more organizations there there probably is I just haven't found them but there are this specific to your specific needs like again if you're looking for housing information healthcare government food access financial entrepreneurship education jobs and uh, employment all of that is in their one roof, which is the undocuhub.us. That's great. Um, I, I will offer one that I actually mentioned while I was talking. Um, for those of you that are struggling to, to get something done online, whether it's like creating your brand, um, getting your business card made, if you want some t-shirts for your business, designing some artwork like maybe you're just not an artist and can't put pen to paper um i would highly advise going on fiverr it's f-i-v-e-r-r.com um an incredible resource um you're employing people from all over the world to do um jobs that you just cannot take on i mean it they they do everything on fiverr you i mean we've we've used fiverr for the undocu hustle show to create some of the the graphics to create the intro to this podcast so know that you can do just about everything on fiverr and it starts at five bucks so so your budget could be five dollars it could be a thousand dollars and there's a range of options for you to take advantage of a service that someone's offering for that price and um it's an incredible service so i've i've worked with it a lot i know alejandro you've put me onto this 
it's a great um, way to, to, to hire somebody who is an expert in their field and you can um, build a relationship with, with employees that you know will support you when you have tasks that you just cannot take on. Totally, totally. And then I also want to introduce one more person who's been uh, hearing our entire conversation uh, and who is become our producer of the show. I want to introduce Juan Maya Hernandez. Uh, Juan, if you want to just share a couple of words of who you are, uh, we are so thankful for you taking the time and helping us with this podcast. I know that you have your own hustles, that your own agencies. So share a little bit of, about that and also share a resource. Por que no? We're getting him on here. Totally. Yeah. And we, we got to start, uh, this kind of reminds me, we want to have people on here as well to interview. That's the ultimate, uh, thing we want to do as well, because yes, you'll learn a lot from Victor and I and from our, from our lived experiences, but we want to bring, bring on other hustlers who've done it like the tamale lady, the burrito lady, the salsa guy, you know, all of those folks, we want to bring them on. So if you have a hustle out there and if you, whether you're just starting out or you're already in the making it. And, and, hus and, and making it and scaling uh, uh, side of things, let us know. We want to interview you, tag people who might be interested in participating in this podcast. But I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in. And we were, we're going to be uh, producing a podcast uh, once a week. Uh, and you can find us also live on YouTube under the Undocu Hustle Show. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe. We are found on every major uh, podcast platform and as well as YouTube uh, and TikTok.